But this is Duca on the move for Montreal. Billy Duca, let's see what he does. A left foot shot, that's in! Billy Duca beat his man, and the Rutgers product makes it 1-0 Montreal. This is Off the Woodworks with Kevin Laramie, the longest-running podcast entirely dedicated to the Montreal Impact. It's wide open now, Malice, plenty of room. As Pachuca have five players lined up across the back. An opportunity! Good night, and welcome to an historical edition of Afterward Works. Last night, the big go, 61,004 people attended the first championship game held in Canadian soil since 1984. Even though a Canadian team hasn't won that game, a Canadian team participated in the CONCACAF Champions League final, second leg, at the Stade Olympique last night. And even though... It didn't finish the way the fans and the supporters would have loved. It did start the way we all dreamed of. So it started, first of all, with a great game at Azteca. And Montreal got the result. They won 1-1. And uh, the opportunity missed would be the maybe the, the one feeling coming out of those home and away series, the, the final of the CONCACAF Champions League, is Montreal had them chances, but Montreal couldn't finish them chances. And Montreal, at the end of the day, finished second out of 534 teams in CONCACAF that are eligible for that tournament at the beginning of every round of that uh, tournament. And unfortunately for the Montreal Impact, it didn't finish in a Cinderella story. It it quite finished in a a nightmare type of story when Club America woke up, tied the game 1-1, because yes, Montreal took the lead at the big go. Andres Romero finished a great play Created by Piatti. And wow. Montreal took the lead. But Piatti will miss and will rue himself of the chance that he missed a couple minutes after that when he did everything. And he was alone on the keeper but couldn't get that ball past this keeper. Munoz, which has a had a, a very decent game. Very, very good game for Munoz. Even though he conceded first when it was the right time. He didn't stop the ball. And you can't really blame Christian Nick either niched for any goals that were allowed of the four. It's finished 4-2 in the game, 5-3 on aggregate. Club America wins the CONCACAF Champions League trophy for the first time in a long time. Their sixth Continental Cup trophy in history. Their first since the change of the format in 08-09. And Club America continues the Mexican dominance in that tournament. 31 Continental Cup have been won by Mexican clubs over the last 100 years. It was a little less than 100 years, but overall, 31 times a Mexican club won the CONCACAF Continental Club Tournament. Uh, as it may be, it was the Champions Cup before, now it's the Champions League since the change of the format, but yes, 
Club America won. Montreal Impact, though, can keep their head held up high. They had a great run, a great journey. And isn't it all about the journey? Isn't it the end goal, the actual journey itself and not the destination? Well, if the journey can be the actual part that stays in history, that story will have a great ending, even though the actual ending wasn't that great. The Montreal Impact were have done what few teams, and let alone North American or Canadian teams, have done what few teams have done in history. Eliminate a Mexican club in the CONCACAF Champions League. Eliminate a former Continental Cup winner as Liga Deportiva Alahuelense did win a couple of those cups many years ago, but they did. Still, it's a club with a lot of history. So Montreal eliminated Pachuca. Montreal eliminated El La Liga Deportiva Alahuelense. And they fought hard and battled hard. And at the end of the night, lost by two goals against Club America in a home and away series, which is nothing to be ashamed of. Yes, it always feels bad when we lose that way to a Mexican team because it's the way it happens. It's after the first goal, then panic sets in, and a couple of goals follows usually. And that's what happened again. And it did have a little feeling, a little uh, scent of what Santos Laguna and Torreon had. But this time it was in front of their own supporters. But at the end of the night, Montreal clawed back, fought back, bring, brought actually a goal back. And at the end of the night, they can be proud of what they achieved, not only last night, not only last week, but in the last month. Over the last year in that tournament, they can be proud of what they achieved. And they have to be congratulated. Not only did they have a great run in the knockout stage, in the group stage, they won their group easily and before the end of that group. So they dominated their group, which at the end of the night gave them a better seating. And they got uh, home advantage when it needed. That you can count for the Pachuca win mixed with a miracle goal by Callum, by a miracle pass by Callum Malice and a miracle goal by Cameron Porter. Then the, the, the La Liga experience where, yes, they lost 4-2 over there, but they, they, they fought hard and were able to move on and carry on and learn and grow. And then it brought them to the Stade Olympic last night, well, to Azteca, where they continue to grow up in confidence and grow up in... You know, when you're confident about your play, you, you become a foot taller and you become maybe a FIFA skills points reigning, we could say. If you're a video game, you get maybe 10. So if you're a 60, usually, well, you become 70 with that confidence. And with that, it brings the whole team to another level. And hopefully, that is the one thing we can take out of this tournament and bring into Major League Soccer. Because yes, now all eyes turns to the Amway Canadian Championship and to Major League Soccer for the rest of the season. Because yes, even though Montreal got a hard reality check last night, it's not the end of everything. It's not the end of the season. It's actually the beginning, and we are just starting. Speaking of starting, we'll have Frank Lopez and his post-game comments press conference coming up right now. After this, we'll come back, talk about it a little bit, and have Rio Coker and former Montreal Impact player Jason DeVos, as well as my colleague of the Two Saltos podcast, with his quick post-game comment. So we'll have Dwayne as well later on. So coming up right now, Frank Lopez, and we'll be right back. My whole staff up here, because I think it's important to, to understand that when I talked about a team and a team effort and uh, a lot of people putting a lot of work and 
to what this uh, group has accomplished. You know, yeah, I wanted to make sure that these guys come up and get get recognized with, uh, with Paulo, Yusuf, Enzo, and Mauro. So I've talked about a team, and uh, it's been a whole team effort. And uh, regardless of the outcome tonight, I'm extremely, extremely, extremely proud uh, of what our team has accomplished. Uh, we did make history, and it's a great night for us to be here. We gave everything on the field. The support was uh, incredible from our fans. Uh, the atmosphere was uh, second to none. Uh, we fell a little bit short, but we should be proud uh, with what we did as a team. You know, the planning, uh, the resources that uh, the ownership group put to put us in the best uh, situation possible. So I know everyone's a little bit down, but I'm extremely proud. And on top of it, some very good news besides the score today. Paulo had his first kid, his wife was expecting on the 29th, and what do you know, we were all back and I said, please have the kid so you can come and warm up the team. So at least some, some happy news uh, for everyone in our organization. So, you know, I want to congratulate uh, America, obviously. You know, they, they have a lot of quality in their team, uh, and hats off to them. But uh, I'm extremely proud of uh, what my, uh, my team and my group did. So, any questions, I'll leave it now open to you guys. Frank, uh, in the first half, you guys had things under control. You get the goal, the crowd is behind you. Five minutes into the second half, they get the goal and the floodgates open. And you know that can happen with America. What did you see? What changed about the game? Were you too open? I think the fast goal, yeah, the fast, the fast goal obviously gave them legs, you know. I think that we, we were very compact the first half. Uh, we scored that uh, uh, great goal. We had the other chance. Now you make it 2-0. But I think it was important to keep things tight because we knew the, they traveled. Uh, they were maybe physically as the game went on, they were going to uh, wear down a little bit. But giving up that goal that fast, I think, gave them uh, uh, life back. You know. And uh, on the other hand, I think physically we seemed to tire a little bit. And uh, we tired and we got stretched. And uh, when you give them a lot of room with the quality they have, they, they, they make you pay. So it's... Uh, you know, give them credit. Uh, the quality showed late in the game, and uh, you know, I just think those five, uh, eight minutes in the game changed everything, especially the fa uh, the fast goal. What, coach, uh, what do you think of Christian? What I think of Christian? What can Christian do? I think he had a very good performance, just like the rest of the team. What can what, the the, uh, the obstacles we had to go through? First of all, dealing with the goalie. First five minutes, Danny Toya has an injury that he's playing through, so. I think there's no excuses, but I think the kid came in with his experience and it showed. You, you can't blame him. The, the, the quality they have, if you give opportunities on top of the box like that, they're going to make you pay. So, and they did. Frank, uh, once this is all done with and you have a chance to reflect, what do you think, what kind of a mark do you think you left on other MLS teams who are hoping to also one day be in the position you guys were in? And what you've done for soccer here in Montreal and Quebec, but also in Canada to have this crowd to come out here and support you guys, it shows that. You know, you, you made some great... Uh... No, thank you. I, listen, more than anything, I think the, the, the life of any club is it, it, are the fans. Uh, and more than anything for us, we wanted to give them something to be happy about. And uh, I know that wasn't the case tonight with, with winning, but I think just getting here, I think, was a, was a big accomplishment. We believed all along, you know, that uh, uh, we could do this. Uh, and... Uh, even though it was a difficult road, and I think that's what many MLS teams do face, because you're going into situations where you're in preseason, now you're playing teams that uh, 
you know, they're 10, 12 games in. I would say that's the first obstacle. The second, I think from a league standpoint, it's got to make it uh, worthwhile for the clubs and for the players. Bonuses, whatever, it's got to be, you know, put something into it so it's incentive-driven for clubs, for players to go. I mean, uh, so I think that's the second thing. But more than anything for us from a standpoint here, I think uh, we wanted to to do something special for our fans. You saw the support all along that we got, and I think, you know, Fans traveling to Costa Rica, traveling uh, to Mexico twice. I mean, it was incredible for us. The atmosphere that I saw tonight, I had uh, goosebumps. Uh, seriously, it's been, it was second to none. So I know the, the players feel extremely down right now because this opportunity, you know, was there. We didn't grab it, but we were there. We put ourselves in a chance to win something. I think the MLS has come a long way. The quality with a lot of teams here, I think they can do extremely well, but it's got to be something for the teams and for the players to shoot for. And I'm not talking little things. You know, uh, these players here, they don't make millions of dollars like uh, the American players do. Let's put some real bonuses in there so it's, uh, you know, the guys, they take it uh, really serious and focus on it. And if they do, I think that you'll see uh, MLS teams every year being in the position that uh, we were. Do you think you can carry all of that at 61,000 enthusiasm in this well, we can carry 21,000 probably in 20 of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, uh, listen, I think it all depends. Uh, you know, the team does well, people are going to come out. I think we've shown that uh, we, we have an exciting team with quality players. You know, it's been unfortunate for us because in this ride, in two games, you lose a guy like Justin Mapp, you lose uh, Cameron Porton, you know. Every team goes through it, but I mean, I think that we've built a team with a, with, with, with a not depth, depth now that we can focus on one thing. I think it will carry on, but it's also important the results. You know, we get results that, you know, the fans are here. The people are here, you know. So um, we just got to keep going. And as much as it hurts, we put this behind and really focus now on our season because we got to make up a lot of games. Last question of the interview. Frank, you had to shuffle your lineup a little bit from injury. How much do you think that played? No, but I think the, 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 the team did really well. Marco Donadal had a fantastic game and I think when he started getting a little bit tired I think that 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 hurt us uh, a little bit um, you move things around I think Nigel playing right back I think that's where he's played most of his uh, career in England uh, in Vancouver that I saw so uh, I try to put guys I think that would help us in a big game like this and then he did but I think when we got a little bit tired giving up the second goal I think we did get stretched and that hurt us but uh Look, I, I'm extremely proud of our guys. You know, I'm ex extremely proud of the staff that I have. We're one team that we work, you know, very hard to make sure that uh, uh, we we leave no stone unturned to to, to give us uh, uh, to work with the team to make it better. And then we definitely, you know, have the resources from the ownership group, and it goes a long way. So we're all one team. You know, uh, I thank you guys all for for covering and the, the support. You know, so, and our fans. Frank, it's been a remarkable journey for the Montreal Impact. Is there any player in particular that you really feel stood out or has seen a great evolution throughout this tournament that you're looking forward to working with? Uh, <coughs> the most remarkable thing about the, the journey, I think, is that when we finished last year, we sat down as a group and we said, okay, how do we improve this team? You know, and we had a plan, you know, uh, improving the team down the, the spine of the team. We brought players in, you know, and the amount of players that we brought in in a very short time, within three months, I think that's been the most remarkable thing about this whole thing. I think not just one player, because I think throughout, when you have success, I think 
certain guys uh, will, you know, are going to have impact games that, uh, uh, that move you forward as a, as a team. But more than anything, I think it's just the group coming together and as a staff, you know, the, the job we did to make sure that in that short time that we can build a team, that everyone's focused on one common goal. And uh, that's the most important thing uh, that I feel uh, good about at this moment. Now, we have a long season. It almost feels like everything is over, but it's not. It's just beginning for us. We only played four games. There's a lot of room to make because we do have high expectations and goals for the season. And uh, now it's important that really quickly we try to put this behind us and then we learn from it. You know, you play games like this under stressful situations, it makes you better as a team. And I think uh, uh, these games will definitely help us uh, uh, in our goal to try to achieve uh, the things that we've set forth in the MLS. Yeah, thank you guys. And at the end of the day, you have to congratulate Frank Lopez for the way he did manage his team. Maybe not in the last game because he had a lot of injuries. A lot of things were kept out of his hand. He did not have the, the right cards to play at the right time with because of injuries and a lot of things that went a-hole, you could say, that went on a different path than the club would have liked if you're talking about injuries, form stint, and uh, just bad timing. A couple of those things happened in the last two games if you talk about the Camaro and a couple of bad and unwarranted yellow cards in the game priors which cost Montreal a maybe a shot at Club America but still they have to keep the head held up high America is a very deep and talented squad with players like Darwin Contero and Oribe Peralta even though we're not the biggest fan of the team right now because they just beat our favorite club and the club that we have in our veins and in our hearts and in our minds Club America is the best team in CONCACAF, and Montreal went toe-to-toe with them. They went blow for blow, and they couldn't keep that pace for the second half, especially in the last game. Me and Dwayne were talking about watching the game, how Montreal was able to use the turf and use the actual speed of its wingers to get a lot of movement forward in the first half and get a lot of crosses in by Arduro or great runs by Arduro, which, yes, we all know he has troubles finishing, but... Uh, that's not his strong point. It, it, his strength is he's speedy and fast. And if you keep him on that side, he creates a lot of chances. And over a full season, it has a chance of paying dividend for the Montreal Impact. And we'll see this going forward. If we're looking at uh, Justin Map is eventually re- going to return. He actually is doing more on the field right now in practice, even though his elbow is all taped up and he's still recovering. That surgery that he had to his dislocated left elbow Right now, he's starting to exert himself, and he's keeping in shape, and he, he still does look great in the way Justin Mapp moves, and can't wait to have him back. And it's going to be interesting when Justin Mapp comes back, how uh, they use Arduro, and how they use uh, his strength in a different position, because you almost need Arduro on the pitch more than you don't need him on it. Yes, he might not be the greatest finisher, but he does create a lot of space for a player like Piatti, and we saw when Piatti and Romero have space, how they can be dangerous, even against the best team in CONCACAF, and that duo, if it's starting to click, it could be maybe the result and the solution that will bring results for the Montreal Impact, especially in a long Major League Soccer season. Uh, Another lesson or a good point we can take out of this uh, long stretch that the Impact had in the CONCACAF, because of the post of game to September and October. Players like 
Mapp and Cameron Porter that are injured. Well, more Mapp because Cameron Porter probably won't be back this season uh, unless maybe of miracle uh, cure, miracle recovery of his injury, uh, which is, I don't know, for now. It's, it's way too far from now to talk about it. But a player like Justin Mapp, which would have missed about five, six, or if not more league games included with those CCL games, while because of those three postponement of games, well, Justin Mapp will be there at the end of the season, and will will have Montreal will have a more deep roster at the end of the season to deal with the September and October hard schedule. But the hard schedule is going to start in the next couple of weeks with the Amway Canadian Championship starting, the Toronto Home and Away Series, which is about to start next week and well, a week and a half from now, and that's going to be another really uh, important. Factor because even though the CCL finished for now, the new journey to the 2016-17 CONCACAF Champions League tournament starts in the Amway Canadian Championship and quickly it started last night. Well, the first round finished last night with uh, Eddie's uh, a decisive home and away win against Ottawa Fury. It was 3-1 Eddie's after the first win of the game in Ottawa and the second game in Clark Stadium last night. Another 2 nothing wills. So at the end of the night, it finished 5-1 for Edmonton on aggregate. And they're moving on to face Vancouver in the first round of the Amway Canadian Championship. Montreal's got Toronto. So you can already focus to that. That will be the next game of the Montreal Impact. Speaking of focusing on other things, I talked after the game to Nigel Rio Coker and asked him about what lessons we can take out of this CCL tournament and what can we bring to Major League Soccer. So we're listening to Nigel Rio Coker. And uh, we'll be right back. In the first half, and it could have been game over. But if you don't take your chances in this competition with the quality players that are playing this competition, you get punished. And that's exactly what happened in the second half. We got punished. For the Belgian Television Award about Laurent Simon, please. The what, sorry? Uh, award, uh, award about uh, Laurent Simon. Oh, yeah. He's an absolute character. You know, he's great to play with. He's one of the personalities of the dressing room. He's been fantastic since he's been here, and um, he's a great acquisition to the club. Thank you very much. Quickly, Nigel, at right back today, how did you? How would you grade your performance? And did it feel weird to be back at right back today? You know, I did a job for the team. You know, I haven't played right back for a long time. Um, I was asked to do a job for the team, and I did the best I could do. You know, I haven't played there for a while, and with the situation that we had in the team, with players being injured and stuff, I just filled in the best I could. Been having a last couple of years hard in MLS. How did it feel to actually be in a championship match today? It's great. You know, it's what you dream about. It's what we should want. This is where we should want to be all the time, year in, year out. This is where you should want to be. It's a top quality competition, and it showed today. You know, we had great chances. I felt even though we lost the game, we gave a good account of ourselves. You know, we had good chances. And the, the thing about this competition is what I say: quality always comes through in the end. We had some great chances at the first half. If we would have taken the chances, it would have been a complete different game. If you don't take your chances in this competition, you will be punished, and that's what we experienced in the second half. What happened in the second half? The natural, like you guys structurally. I'll just say, you know, they, they took the opportunity. You know, they're a good quality team. They've got good quality players. They broke, but they broke decisively and they broke quickly. And that's, uh, that's something that they do well. They play great counter-attacking football. When they break, they break with real quality, you know. And that's something that I try and emphasize to say, you know, that's something that we need to do ourselves. You know, if you look at the game again, we had some really good chances in the first half. And if we'd have taken those chances, it would be a different conversation we'd be having right now. You know, we could have finished the game in the first half, but we didn't. And that's the reality of football, you know, not just in this competition, but whether you watch the Premier League or the, the Champions League, I'm sure you've seen similar games like that where teams have so many opportunities that they don't take and they get punished for it. 
The crowd are fantastic, you know. From the bottom of my heart, I just want to thank the crowd, the support. I'm just say sorry that you know we couldn't do it for them, but they were fantastic as players. We appreciate it, and you know they couldn't have done any more than they did. What lesson can you take to bring back to Major League Soccer for the rest of the year? Just what we can achieve, what we can achieve, and what we've achieved. You know, we gave a good account for ourselves. You know, we didn't come in and get embarrassed. I don't think we did. I think we should walk with our heads head higher, and then we've just got to use this momentum and go from there. Just continue on that point. Frank said it's a weird feeling because it feels like everything's coming to an end, but you guys are just beginning. Yeah, we're just beginning. You know, we haven't played that many games in the league yet. We've still got some games to play, but you know, like I said, we just got to put it to bed. This is over now. This competition, we've done well. It was great experience. Um, we've learned a lot, and then now we've just got to move on. Thanks. Thank you, Nigel. Thanks. So thanks to Nigel Rio Coker. It's never easy to. Uh, after emotions so high at the beginning of the game is so low at the end, it's never easy to come out and talk to the pundits about what happened in that game. So it's never easy. Talking about pundits, a, a T works for TSN now, former player of the Montreal back, Jason DeVos. I had the chance to catch up with him at the end of the game and get his thoughts on not necessarily the game, but uh, the journey and if he would have ever imagined that a club that he played for would get into this level of play in CONCACAF. So uh, without further ado, Jason DeVos of TSN. As a former back player today, Jason DeVos, what was it feeling to watch the game today, <laughs> not even working, just being as a fan, as a former player? It was great to watch and, and great to see the fans in Montreal turning out numbers. Uh, the only disappointing thing, I suppose, is the result of the game. It would have been great to see the impact win the CONCACAF Champions League and, and get to the Club World Cup. But, uh, you know, on the day, I think over the two legs, the, the better team won. When you first wore the blue jersey of Montreal, did you ever think a club would reach this status? <laughs> playing, not only playing America, but getting a result at Azteca. No, no, not at all. I mean, you know, you're going back a, a long time to when I was playing for the club, a good 20 years. So, uh, you know, t to see where the club is now in, in Major League Soccer uh, and competing in the CONCACAF Champions League is uh, beyond, I think, anyone's wildest expectations. And I think, you, you know, the, the fans of the club, uh, they, they owe the Saputo family a debt of gratitude for making it happen. because. Without them, it wouldn't have. Do you think it's going to continue? The success will it carry over to Major League Soccer in 2015? I would hope so, but I think it's going to be a difficult transition for the team to go from playing in the, the likes of Azteca and here at Olympic Stadium in front of 60,000 to places where perhaps you're not going to have the same level of attention. So, uh, you know, it's up to the players to be very professional about how they go about it. And I'm sure the coaching staff will be working very hard to make sure that that happens. But uh, it's difficult because even now they, they have played less games than the other teams in the Eastern Conference. They have to play catch up and, and that's going to be a challenge. So, uh, Uh, it's up to the players. It's a challenge for them, for, for sure. But uh, they'll be confident given the way they've performed over these two games. Thank you very much, Jason. So at the end of the day, I think it's all a question of confidence. And I think the Montreal Impact have forged an identity and a confidence over that knockout stage. The one thing I'm a little afraid of with uh, the way this club plays is the type of football. They absorb pressure and they're really good on the counter early on. It's really taxing on the bodies. And with all the injuries they have lately, when that's going to transfer into Major League Soccer with a more uh, different type of opponent that won't give you that extra second that America did to, to, to control the ball when Montreal had possession for the small possession part they had. Uh, with that, they, they're not going to have that little fraction of a second they do have against a club like America, which is so confident on their own defensive skills that they let you make a mistake. They, they give you like a fraction of a second to bury yourself on the pitch, then they will hit you. And when they had a chance, America, to kill Montreal yesterday, they did. They had that uh, killer instinct, even though it's another cliche on this. We love cliche and off the woodworks. And that killer instinct, Montreal was lacking 
Aristeca and was lacking in Montreal. But you could say it's just about missed opportunities and an inch right, an inch left. Sometimes it changes a lot. And if in uh, in Pachuca, in Azteca, uh, one of the shots were an inch left or right, it would have been two, three, nothing. Who knows? And then going back to Montreal, it's all different. But with what ifs, you can change the world. And we're not going to do that today on the show. But that's one thing I'm worried moving forward is the type of football of absorbing and counterattacking really bodes well for a tournament knockout stage type. But I don't think it transferred to Major League Soccer. Hopefully the confidence in themselves that they did gain in that tournament will be able to transfer into more a not necessarily 100% possession type of offense. That's not what Montreal is built for. But with a more suiting style or more suiting character identity for the Montreal Impact for Major League Soccer. So uh, here's a quick post game me and Dwayne did uh, about a minute long, just his quick reaction and if it was, it was expecting on the game. And you can look for two solitudes and USL Radio coming up soon. Dwayne is in transit today, going back to uh, his hometown of Toronto. So uh, here's me and Dwayne post game. So I'm here, Kevin and Dwayne, post game at the Big O. Dwayne, uh, was that what you expected? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, look, I, I thought that the impact played uh, a perfect tactical half for themselves in the first half, but tired legs after a while. And uh, to, to come through and give as much of a show as they did in the first half, I think that that's worthwhile and uh, something to build upon. Club America's a brilliant team. Clearly the best team in CONCACAF. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll say more in the show, but it's uh, it, it would have been a massive upset in my mind for the impact to finish that off. I know that's disappointing and impact fans don't want to hear that, but alas, here we go. So here we go, moving on to the Canadian Championship, moving on to Major League Soccer, moving on to different things. Usually we're moving on to better things. I don't think it'll get any better because maybe it was the height of a club and a hundred years from now, it still might be the highest achievement a club like Montreal Impact will ever do. And it's that important, it's that historical, and it's that gigantic what the journey and what the Montreal impact the roster the coaches basically the two teams that were part of that journey because it started in 2014 and finished in 2015 and that journey my friends is the beginning of something good and it's all about the journey and even at the end of the day you have to keep your head up high and you can't stop believing in the journey don't Stop believing in the journey. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train Going anywhere Just a city girl 